0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue podcast. I'm your girl Jessie Mapaluso. This is going to be a special Dr. P episode for you if you want to learn how to live, love and learn <laughs> a little bit more. That's what these episodes are all about, exposing our insecurities, asking questions about our dating life and putting ourselves on the line so we can learn how to live more fully in the moment and just have a better life all around. So if you guys want to submit your questions, you can go over to my IG page on Sundays into Mondays on my IG story. That's Instagram for those of you who are like, what the fuck is IG? And you can submit your questions right on my IG story. Or if you want to be a little bit more anonymous, you can also email me at comedy at gmail.com and have your questions answered that way. Please let me know if you want to remain anonymous. I will do my best to reread, pre-read so that I understand who wants me to keep their names out of my mouth. And also, what else did I want to tell you? Brain fart, COVID brain. COVID brain is real. Definitely have the COVID brain fog, but I feel almost 100%. I would say 99.9%. 99.99% better. So I appreciate you guys' patience with a couple episodes where I was coughing and a break and not being able to have as much energy. So thank you so much for your patience with that. And if you want to watch this episode, it is available on my YouTube page. You know that YouTube.com forward slash Jessie May Paluso. So, without further ado, please welcome Board Uncertified with a PhD in THC, the one, the only Doctor P. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep 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 beep. You're listening beep. to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host Jessie May Jessie. Paluso. It's a personal. comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me welcome 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 everybody it is another dr peluso episode if you hear weird sticking noises I am pulling off my lizard suit. No, I'm uh, degreasing because I'm a greasy Sicilian. Proud of it. Happy, happy day. What day is it? I think it's Saturday when you guys are listening to this. And I've had a week, so I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna crack a cold one. Cheers. I don't trust a doctor that doesn't drink. I'm not a real doctor. This is all life advice from a board, uncertified. I do have a degree in THC. Whoops, we're, we're moving the studio. The studio is shaking. And yeah, this is this is as good as it's going to get. If you don't have health insurance, you or your friends, send them my way. Dr. P, all day, every day. Mmm. I am drinking a little omission. Gluten-reduced beer. They are not a sponsor. I do enjoy this beer if you're gluten sensitive, I know people are like, oh, fuck that. oh uh, You can't handle gluten. I can't handle gluten anymore. I can't handle a lot of things anymore. Gluten or noncommittal assholes. That's what I can't handle. Actually, I would be, I'd rather handle the gluten. Than the assholes, but that's neither here nor there. We have your questions, your advice that you need, comments, all of that. If you guys want to be a part of this and get your advice from Dr. P, hello, that's me, you just have to give us an email or go over to the Instagram story on Sundays and Mondays and enter in your question. You can email us as well at comedy at gmail.com. We're going to keep this episode as crisp as this beer, let's give it a go. TX Nate. I'm going to guess Texas Nate, heaven and hell or life review, heaven and hell or life review, sir. I hope that edible has kicked in. I don't know what you mean. Truly don't know what you mean. Um, life review. I'm still living it. So I can't really review it unless you're talking about the life cereal. Do you guys remember life cereal? It's kind of bullshit. Wasn't it? I get it had like it, it I think I had a problem with it because it was just had the least amount of sugar. It wasn't any fun. Life cereal was not any fun. It was just kind of, you know, the basic bitch of the cereal aisle. Heaven and hell. you want me to talk about heaven and hell. I had this theory about hell recently that I think it's the fun place. We talk about everyone going to heaven. oh, we've got to get to heaven. We've got to repent so we can get up to heaven and be with Jesus and the angels. They sound like a bunch of fucking prudes. Sounds like a prudish experience up there. Do you really want to go through this entire life? All the turmoil and trauma and traumatic events and and environmental stressors to get to a place where everyone's just in robes with walking with their hands behind their backs along creeks? That's what I imagine heaven is. I want to go to, I, I might want to go to hell. I feel like hell would be a party. I don't know if I want to live this whole life to go to like a a a seance. <laughs> That's my views on heaven and hell. <laughs> I think we got it mixed up. Ablo mask OG. Ablom Ablom mask OG. My friend told me that. Men generally like to be licked in the pee hole. Have I been trolled? Licked in the pee hole? Like men want to be licked in their urethra? That feels like fake news, sis. I mean, to each their own. Truly, I'm not one to judge. If you want to get licked in your pee hole, son, go ahead. Get licked in the pee hole. But it just doesn't seem like it has a lot of pleasure sensories. I feel like it's more of a function. You know, it, 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 it it has a function of releasing and relieving urine. I don't know if you can actually like lick a pee hole to completion. I could be wrong. Men, if you've had your pee hole licked and it's helped you reach an orgasm, let me know, or don't let me know. Maybe in the comments below, do you guys lick pee holes? Is that a thing we're doing? Open it up to the room. Let's open it up to the room, A. Blom. Lynn Sugar BB. How are you, mommy? I am fan-fucking-tastic. I definitely have highs and lows. You know, life ebb and flows. I'm learning to go with it. I'm learning to allow what happens to happen and allow myself to flow through it and allow myself to recognize the thoughts I'm having while I'm experiencing things. Oh, God show you guys i've mentioned this book and i keep it handy i'm sorry that the camera is shaking we are still waiting for the studio to get ready unbelievably i feel like it's been fucking months we'll we'll deal with that this is the book that i have mentioned multiple times that my dear friend leo flowers was lucky enough to have um I think her name is Molly Bloom. Do you guys remember that girl who got arrested for, actually she she was incarcerated for running that underground poker ring? And I'm checking to see if that was her name. Yep, Molly Bloom. And she was on my friend Leo Flowers' podcast. He's got a podcast called Before You Kill Yourself. Him and I co-created it together years ago and he's hosting it now, and it's an amazing suicide prevention podcast. Well, this is the book that she attributed to her sobriety and and also to getting a grasp on her thoughts. It's called An Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael Singer, and it is fantastic. I've got it all dog-eared and also highlighted. So I think, it, you know, for me... The more I realize that my thoughts generally, and people in general as well, the more you realize that your thoughts, for the most part, are kind of bullshit. Not your feelings, but your thoughts. A lot of them are bullshit. And they come from a place of trauma, a place of unhealed trauma. They come from other people's bullshit, other people's opinions of you your trepidation to be authentic so you speak and live in a way in order to cater to the outside world, I recommend you get the book. And I say all that to say that this book helps me have better days. It's amazing how just something so small can really give you some perspective. We all could use a little perspective, don't you think? I always say the one thing I know for sure is I know nothing for sure. And that keeps me curious. It keeps me wanting to garner more knowledge. And this book helps me garner more knowledge about myself. I highly recommend it. It's called an untethered soul. I'll put the link in the show notes to, um, this episode. Okay. Let's see. John B. McMasters. Now that I have, now that I know dad bod isn't for everyone, I keep hammering like Cam Haynes. Is that healthy? And after I keep hammering, I bring the hammer down in pound town. Oh, wow. You sound like a rapper. You sound like a dad turned rapper. You know, keep hammering, man. Everything you do should be for yourself. The, the moment you stop doing things for other people is the moment that you really step into who you are. The moment you start to really peel away your insecurities and step into your self-worth. As long as you're hammering down for yourself and not to get the love and attention of somebody else, you're good to go. GTG, baby. GTG all the way. We can't, we, we've got to stop living for other people. Once you stop living for other people, you start living for yourself. Then you can start to really show up for people you care about. Write that down. Put that in your journal and and reread it. Mm. If you guys ever hear any pauses, it's me taking a sip of beer. Social honey badger. Toxic family sister. Deal with it or cut them off. My life strategist and life coach and a.k.a. therapist, not a.k.a., but also my therapist... Brett Coston, who I have referenced multiple times on this podcast, who also was a guest on this podcast and is due back, I believe. <clears throat> he made a really good point. He said, just because it's your family doesn't mean you need to put up with it. And I think it's a real opportunity for you to exercise some boundaries I think boundaries get blurred with our family because we feel like we owe them something because we're related to them. We grew up with them. They were in the house. We spent holidays with them. So we feel like we owe them a certain level of respect and gratitude or attention, what have you. And maybe there's truth to that. But if they are toxic, if they're emotional vampires, if they don't add to your life and only take, 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 Bye. Sayonara! Ta-ta! Ta-ta! See you later! Au revoir, you cunt! You don't need to keep them in your life. My sister Emily and I had to cut off a couple of our family members because they were toxic. The more you let go of toxic people, the more space you have for healthy people and healthy relationships. Just because they're your family does not mean you owe them a fucking thing. I don't care if it's your mom or whoever. You don't owe your family anything, especially if they're fucking toxic. See you later. I have no patience for toxicity. No patience. You got to stop having patience. No patience. What are you, a doctor? I have no patience. I'm not a doctor. I don't have patience. I'm done. Bye, bitch. I think of move, bitch, get out the way when I think of this. And it's really, it's a question for you to have. Do you want to try to rectify the situation? And we also have to take into consideration when we're trying to rectify a relationship with an individual. Do they have the tools to put in the work and the will and the desire to also rectify? Because if there's not work happening on both ends of the relationship, it's going to be imbalanced. One person's always going to attempt to make it work. The other person's always going to be taking. And it turns into this give and take relationship where only the giver's giving and the taker's taking. So you really have to ask yourself, with the work you're putting in, is the other person also equally putting in some work? And if not, fuck them. You don't even need to send a card for Christmas. Tell them Dr. Peluso sent you. Brad Kelly. Why do my nipples fold in half and disappear and people call me no-nip Norris? <laughs> oh, you got baby nips? Oh, that's cute. I don't know. Maybe maybe you have a shy nipples. That could be a thing. Maybe your nips are shy. You got to have a conversation with them and see, see what's going on down there. Maybe you're putting them in scenarios they're not ready for. Have you considered your nipples feelings? Maybe you're being really selfish. Maybe you're being very presumptuous about your nipples. Maybe you're assuming you've got social nips and you don't. Maybe you've gravely overestimated your nipple's ability to show up in a social setting. Not all of us want to deal with that. They could be shy. You got a little case of shy nip. I've heard of chafed nip. Maybe you got shy nips. Take them for a walk around the block. See what happens. Give them a little flick. Not like a Netflix flick, like a finger flick and see what happens. Take two of those and call me in the morning. Rubio, 726. Why can feet smell but a nose runs? Oh, God, that's adorable. Oh, man, funky feet. I'm always so self-conscious about how my feet smell when I take my shoes off in someone else's house because I just don't want to be that person that funks up the whole house with my foot funk. Nothing worse than foot funk. Butt funk is kind of bad. I don't want to funk up your house on my feet. I am, maybe it's a Virgo trait, maybe it's a female trait i love to be clean i change my thong two to three times a day but i also go to the gym i do podcasts i'm sitting in hot studios and then i do shows i love a fresh pair i'm in a fresh pair just for this you're welcome so i like to keep myself crisp and clean i always think a woman should smell fresh af and a guy fuck that everybody should smell good why is it just a woman but i do love a little bit of a man funk Ooh, there's something about a little man funk. If I'm ovulating and I get the aroma of man funk in the air, better watch out, sis. Coming for him. Not your man, but as long as he's single, I'm fucking coming for him. That's like what you, when you hear the alley cats. That's what happens when I ovulate. Kevin P. MacArthur. What's the fastest acting non-smoke THC product out there, right? Meow. Well... There are these fast-acting um, these um, fast acting edibles. I'm trying to think of what company it's from. I haven't tried them yet. It, m- it might be ABX. They're fast-acting mints maybe, and I have not tried them, but I will let you know. But usually it's edibles, but that's all really – look, they can make it and market it a certain way, but it really comes down to the individual when you ate, what your metabolism is like, what your blood pressure is like, what your tolerance is like, Um, did you sleep well that day? There's so many factors that can affect the onset uh, sensation and the the ride, if you will, of edibles. So you really just got to know yourself, know the situation, and it's kind of a crapshoot, I think, personally, a crapshoot in the sense that it's not going to work sometimes. I think it's very hard to get it down to an exact science because there's so many fluctuating elements involved and so many elements that they themselves are not an actual science that plays into the end result. So you got to really owe it to yourself to sample and to do your own little clinical study. And what a fun thing to do! Get a bunch of edibles, Not maybe not all at once, but spread it out and, and make a note of what edibles make you feel, how they make you feel, what the brand is, what the dose was, how long the onset took, how long the high lasted, and what you felt like afterwards. <clears throat> then you can really start to cater and create a more predictable experience for yourself for an edible to take for your social events, an edible to take for when you want to fall asleep, an edible to take for when you want to be a better parent, an edible for when you want to take for when you want to have some hot butt sex. There's so many different ways you can create a more predictive experience the more you test it out. Good luck. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jess Lard, 1340. I'm a dad of three. What are my odds meeting you? they're, they're very, they're high. If you come to a show, very high, but as far as us dating, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a low, it's a low number because I'm holding out for Brad Pitt or somebody with a yacht and I'm not a gold digger. I I only want you to be set and handling your own business. So, and I also hung up my hat on dating people I meet off the internet. Sorry, sorry, bud. But I can support you in your journey, not financially, but I support you in what you're doing and what you're attempting to do in your life, you know, from afar, respectfully from afar. But I appreciate your dad of three. I hope you're raising them well. If you have girls, I hope you're raising them tough. If you have boys, I hope you're allowing them to tap into their heart center and and good luck and come to a show. I think I'm going to do a show for single dads the way Theo does for single moms and give you guys like special treatment Nothing inappropriate, but special treatment just to make you, like wine and dine you, make you feel special. Scooby 16, are prehensile genitals a thing? Whoa. Mm. Now we're going to have to Google prehensile genitals. Ruh-roh. WTF. Let's see what we got. The doctor is searching. And By the way, if your doctor doesn't Google shit, you got to get a new doctor prehensile. I love learning new stuff. Thank you so much for this genitals. I'm so scared what's going to come up on my screen. Ew! Oh God. Oh geez. A tapers fully erect penis. They have prehensile penis. It means it can swivel, grab and grope much like a human hand. A prehensile penis helps males navigate the complex labyrinth-like reproductive tracts of female dolphins. Dolphins don't just use their penis for baby making either. Oh my god, are they just grabbing shit out of the ocean? Oh my god, here's a pod. Okay, I'm doing this for my Patreon podcast. The title of the episode, the title of this show is going to be 9 of the weirdest penises in the animal kingdom that will be on my Patreon next week. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Thank you, Scooby, for introducing me to the prehensile penis. So it is a very dexterous. Is that the right word? Dexterous. that's a tough word for me. Dex I feel like I'm saying it right. Dex dick Let's see. We're, we got Google right here. Dex Dexterous. I added a couple letters. It's a very dexterous dick. <laughs> And the example they said is Dexter's accordion, accordion playing. I bet that dick could play an accordion. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Thank you. Tiger gs 55 what's a hobby you enjoy? It's so funny you ask me that. I recently was telling my cousin this. I need a new hobby. Comedy was my hobby and it became my career and I still love it. And it's something I still have fun doing and all of that but I love reading but I realized that's not really an active hobby but it's good for someone like me because I'm so active that I need a hobby that's relaxing so I honestly considered taking up pottery kind of like Seth Rogen I don't know if I'd make ashtrays but maybe if I did you guys would buy them too and I can make my own version of it I'm inspired I'm gonna make my own ashtrays I'm gonna have a dick episode on the Patreon this is this is a big day for us Mm. Mm-hmm. Rogue MMS 2018. How do you keep hope alive when you continue to feel defeated? Wow. You know, I'm going to save that for the last question we hit because it, there's a lot I have to say about it. So let's move on to a couple more questions and I'm going to come back to you, Rogue. OCAS 27. How many milligrams... In your microdosing with LSD, I actually don't microdose with LSD. I microdose with psilocybin, and I don't. I, I'm terrible when it comes to like the exact dosage. It's just a sprinkle. <laughs> I just salt bay that shit into my coffee. I'm just like do, 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 about that much until I start to feel sparkly. Then I know I hit the right the amount of dosage. Until I feel sparkly, I know I hit the right dosage. So I just salt bay that shit into my coffee, and I'm like, mm, the sparkle day has begun. Today's going to be a great fucking day. Microdosing, for me, has been an amazing medicine. It's helped me get through the toughest time in my life, losing my mom. I microdosed through that entire experience. And I talk about it and I'm very vocal about it. It really has helped me create space for emotions. I think we're constantly running the rat race and we're in the you know, the hamster wheel, so to speak. We're going, 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 and we're just numbing our emotions. We're packing them down, we're task rabbits, and we're not really honoring our being. We're not tapping into our soul and we're not having a conversation with the spirit side. Everyone has a spirit side. I truly believe that our soul and our spirit is experiencing a real deficiency and a real neglection. Is that a word? <laughs> I feel like neglection's not a word, not at all. We're going to find out today. Oh, it is a word. God bless us. But I feel like our soul is experiencing a catastrophic neglection, a neglection of cosmic proportions. And that is due to the acceleration of our existence. Everything's faster. We're more impatient. We have more devices than we do real conversations with people. We have more toys in our hands than we do hands in our hands. And it sounded weird, but I meant like holding someone's hand, which is kind of sweet. And I feel like a medicine like psilocybin and, and even marijuana for me has created some space in my life, and I'm grateful for it. Truly grateful for it. Michael Kahn, Cone Kahn, Kahn coming to Portland anytime soon. Hope you're feeling better. It's been a hot minute since I've been in Portland, and I don't have any plans to be there yet, but. That doesn't mean I won't be there in 2023. Maybe Carly and I will bring our tour there. We are also out on tour in the fall, by the way. Carly and I go to jessimay.com for tickets. You can find that in the show notes. I'm going to be in New York City, Brooklyn, New York at the Bell House September 8th. I'm going to be at the Fairfield Comedy Club September 10th in Connecticut. I'm going to be at Helium in Buffalo, New York, September 11th. For my birthday weekend, I will be in Tacoma and Spokane, Washington. That's the 15th through the 17th. We will be in Austin, Texas, September 23rd and 24th. I will be in Burlington, Vermont with Carly, October 1st. Uh, let's see, Dallas, Texas, October 6th through the 8th. I'll be at the Skink Fest, October 14th to the 16th. I'm going to be at Soul Joel's October 28th through the 29th in uh, Royals Royersfield, Pennsylvania. I'm going to be in Arizona the 3rd through the 5th of November. I'm going to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire November 11th and the 12th. Chicago November 18th and 19th. And we'll be in Rochester December 16th and 17th. And I'll be wrapping up the tour in my hometown for New Year's Eve at Syracuse, New York at the Funny Bone in the mall. So come check us out. You can go to jessimay.com for tickets to check out all the details and see who, what, where, when, and why. Sherman, what's up Blakey Sherms? He says, how's the legend feeling? I'm feeling like I'm coming back to myself. Let me take that back. I feel like myself for the first time in a very long time since I was a kid. I feel playful again. I feel in tune. I feel connected. I feel grateful present, inauthentic, not inauthentic, and authentic. So thank you for everybody who has supported me, supported the podcast, who has downloaded and shared and told their friends about the podcast, who sends in their questions, who sends me your messages telling me how this little old show has helped you during your days, your hardest days. I read your messages as much as I can. And I truly appreciate it. I, It's been difficult at times to find energy to record, even though it seems like it's so easy. I'm a human being, and I've, I'm very public about what I've experienced these past few years. And now that I'm out of the depths of it, I feel very fortunate that we're still doing this together. And thank you so, so much for being a part of it. Mrs. M. Kavanaugh, how do I get this baby out of me? 39 weeks and dying. Damn! Damn. Woo! Mmm. Girl, how do you get that baby out of you? Well, that makes me think of this week's sponsor. Here's the deal: having a pleasure practice is good for you, and it's necessary. It can help improve the quality of your sleep, help you de-stress, relieve pain, and even give you that lit from within glow. I love a little lit from within glow. They're like, what's going on with Jessie May? Why is she glowing so much? Well, because someone went downtown and gave her a little smooch. Okay? But most importantly, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with yourself and learn more about what you like. That's right, it leads to better sex. Who doesn't want better sex? So check out Air, the suction vibrator from Dame products. Air is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Who's not a fan of oral stimulation? It's a prerequisite, fellas and ladies. Dame's Air creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris. Hello, is it the first time we've said that word on this podcast? No, so you can go all the way, right away. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. Lots of options for your clitoris, and clitorises need options. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. listen I'm all about guaranteed satisfaction let's be real it's a little difficult when somebody else is involved and I think this is a great way to get yourself comfortable for those instances when you are with somebody it makes it a little bit easier for you to be like nope to the left to the left down to the right you can give directions a lot easier if you start to play with yourself power up your pleasure with palm or any of the other toys from dame products and right now if you guys go to dameproducts.com and use code sharp s-h-a-r-p today you get 15% off site wide that's code sharp s-h-a-r-p to take off one 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com oh god it's so good you yeah. Let's talk about how you can get the baby out of you. Hope and pray. Did you think about it when you put the baby in? Well, not a baby didn't go in, but the, the, the ingredients for the baby went in. And did you see that there's that article where they're going to start uh, creating a nanobot to, cr- to drag lazy sperm into the ovum? This is Tully's fault. Go lay down. Go lay down. Mom's recording. Go. Go. Go lay down. Sorry to me to yell in your ears. That's what happens when you have three dogs and your studio's not open yet. I'm patient. Go lay down. Now. Are you ready for that, Mrs. McAvenall? You're going to have to do a lot of that. Probably even more yelling. My mom yelled at us. My mom even used a yardstick. I know it's looked down on today, but I'm a decent person and I have respect for my elders and I treat people with kindness. They, my parents did something right. And I feel bad that you're dying, but you're creating life and that's so beautiful. I should shut the fuck up. You want me to shut the fuck up? <laughs> Are you like Will Smith and John C. Riley from Step Brothers? You shut your mouth. You just shut, shut your mouth. Just, just shut your mouth. I wish you the best with this baby. I can't imagine I've never had a child. I've never been pregnant. I don't know what it's like. I don't know the pain you're going through. I've never seen a baby be born. I kind of, that's one of those things that I kind of want to see before my ride here on this earth is done. It's kind of like a bucket list item, even though I I still have opportunity with my friends and I'm going to be 40 in September. And it's not impossible for me to have a child. I think the oldest, let's see the Guinness Book of World Records, I think the oldest woman to give birth was like 65. You guys think about it while I look it up. Oldest, I don't want to tell you who the youngest was. I think we talked about it. Woman to give birth. 74! Oh! Age 74 gave birth to twins in India last week after becoming pregnant through IVF, making her the oldest person ever to give birth. Wow, this was recent news. I am shooketh. Aramadi Mangaya Mama Magayama at the age of 74 gave birth to twins in India last week. Let's see when this article was written. This was written in 2019. September 10th, 2019, that's fucking crazy, I mean, what are you going to do at that point, can you imagine getting those beautiful pregnancy, uh, uh, breastfeeding boobs at 74, that's wild, that's insanity, that feels like a science experiment, it feels like something they do in Russia, I have to be honest, it's a little creepy, I mean, good for her, you know, body still works. But does it? It's IVF. feels like a forced situation. It feels like you held a gun to your your, your reproductive system. Basically, that's what you're doing with IVF. You're like, fucking give us kids. Give us kids right now. And then you're breastfeeding at 74. Yikes. I don't know. Yo no se. Dios mio. Mm. Girl, just be happy you're young. I'm. I'm sure you're young and breathe, do yoga, meditate. Uh, I hope you can get your hands on some shrooms when you're done, w- taking care of the baby and feeding the baby from your boobs. I hope you have fit people to take care of you. I hope you have a husband or a wife that gives you some f- foot rubs and, and gives you all the snacks you want. And I hope you don't raise an asshole. More importantly, I hope you don't raise an asshole. Adam, a damp, 83 Newly single dad here. How do I get my dating groove back? Great question. I think you focus on you. It sounds antithetical to dating to only focus on you, but it's all about the law of attraction. It's all about where you're putting your focus. And if you put your focus on you, you're naturally going to attract focus to you. It's how it works. We always do it the wrong way. We're always outputting our focus on things and grabbing and clawing at people and loving out of attachment instead of allowing love into your life. We sometimes force it on other people and wonder why it doesn't work. You have to work on yourself. You have to work on your own magic. You have to work on what you love. You have to get back into your hobbies. And if you're newly single, it's a great opportunity for you to really relearn yourself and learn something new about yourself and take some time to look at the relationships you've had in the past and see how you've shown up. How have you occurred in those relationships? What is the most common issue you've had? What are the common things between each of your exes that kept coming up? What did they all say to you about you? If you're newly single, it's a great time to learn how to free yourself from yourself. And I'm going to recommend this book again to Ed Damp, 83, get your hands on this book, An Untethered Soul. We're in a generation where it's cool for guys to get some therapy. And this is how you can get therapy on your own time. You read the book, take it slow, and really process what you're reading and think about what it means and how it pertains to you. This is a great time for you to break yourself down and peel yourself back and learn who you are. We think we have an idea of who we are. We think we know ourselves. We don't. Most of us don't because we're portraying an image. We're not living out of our essence. We're living from a place of how we want to be seen, not who we really are. And we wonder why our relationships keep failing. They keep failing because we're living from an inauthentic place. And the inauthentic place that we're living from is usually a result of us having to placate to adults in our childhood, or us having to survive, or us having to get over trauma without proper therapy at a young age. A lot of how we act as adults is a result of how we were treated as children. And now's a great time for you to really peel yourself back. Take a fucking break. Sit your ass down. It's not about how do you get your dating groove back. It's about how you can get back to yourself and learn who you are. Learn what you really want. Learn what You thought you needed and wanted and why you thought and needed and wanted those things. And I guarantee you, I could be wrong, but I guarantee you it comes from a place of trauma and survival and fear. And you can't find your way to a healthy love if you're functioning from fear. You just can't. It's impossible. You'll constantly get stuck in those vicious cycles that we all get stuck in where it's like, oh my God, guys are all assholes. Yes, because you keep dating assholes because that's what you think you're worth. Women are all lying bitches. You keep dating lying bitches because that's what you think you're worth. Now's the time to step back, take a break and learn who you are and gain some access to some self-worth so you can start living from love. I wish you the best, Adamp. I don't know what your name is, but it says Adamp. Now, to wrap it up with the question we had before from our friend here, Rogue MMS 2018. How do you keep hope alive when you continue to feel defeated? This is a tough one. And I'm, I'm going to reference this book again. First of all, you need resources, We can't do it alone. Let me tell you something. Nobody does it alone. Whenever you hear people like, I did it all on my own, you did? How did you get into this world? You didn't come out of a womb, a woman didn't push you into the world. Your very existence is at the literal heels of a woman in stirrups, pushing you out. The only way you're born is from the help of another human being. And then you're caught in somebody else's hands you're cleaned off you get stuff sucked out of your body you get all sorts of diagnostic tests run on you and then you're held and fed your whole existence is the result of people helping you you only get someplace with people helping you no one does anything alone that's why I'm always nice to people and I'm not not trying to martyr myself I'm nice to everyone. And not in a sycophantic way, not in a way to pat myself on the back and make myself feel good, but because I know I these people are helping me. From the girl at the UPS counter helping me package my packages to the people who take care of my pets to the UPS delivery guy and the Amazon delivery man or woman and my male man or woman because I have so many packages that come to this fucking house. The my agents, my fans, my friends, the nail lady, every single person is helping you. No one does anything alone. So you have to take a real inventory of who you have in your life. And it's not just people we have immediately. Those are great, our friends, but start outwards and work your way in. Start with your mailman, start with the girl who makes your coffee in the morning. All these people are in your life. You're not alone. You've got this, you can cast your net so wide and consider I've made a list. You can consider all the people that are in, that are in your life. And in order for me to do this, I made a list of people I'm grateful for. So they're accessible when I have days when I'm feeling low. So I can look at this list and be like, look at all these people I have in my life. Everyone needs a little reminder every now and then. We always need a little reminder every now and then of who we have so we can feel grateful. Gratitude is a practice and it's a mindset. So maybe start by making a list of everybody in your life. Even if you go out, take a notebook with you when you go out. And as you encounter people, I don't care if it's your nail lady, laundry grocery store, the person, the cash register at the grocery store, the girl who makes your coffee, the guy who takes your blood, whatever it is, make a list throughout your day of people who assisted you in all these little frivolous things. That's a problem. We forget the small stuff. We forget the smallest things. I forget who said it. I feel like it might have been Socrates, but I could be wrong. All great all great accomplishments are made up of the smallest things. And I got to Google it because I don't like to not give credit. And I also w- want to make sure that I'm saying things correctly. Let's see. All great things are made up of small things. I'm sure it's much more profound and prolific than what I said. Um, it, it, there's a variation of them. Vincent van Gogh, said great things are not done by impulse, but by a series of small things brought together. So there's a variation of that. I want to say that Socrates said something like this. Let's Google Socrates because my anal retentive mind won't let it go. Oh, he has a great quote. The unexamined life is not worth living. Well, I don't know who the fuck said it specifically and how it was said specifically, but basically all great things are made up of small things small people are creating your life and they're not really small people. These, these little jobs that they're doing end up making the entirety of your life and maybe learning how to have some gratitude for that can start to give you some hope. And there's another word that I mentioned that's huge for you. It's your mindset. How do you keep hope alive when you continue to feel defeated, feel defeated, I'm going to guess that that's your mindset most of the day is that you feel defeated and maybe somewhere in your childhood, someone made you feel defeated constantly. And so that became your reality. Jim quick is an amazing author who I've had on this podcast. He said, external words become internal words and internal words become our mindset. So if you had adults talking down at you, condescending being negative, dumping their own, Insecurities and failed attempts at life on you, you're going to feel that. So you have to get to the source of why you're feeling defeated. Remember when we talked before about thoughts not being real? That's not a real thought. I'm not saying that you're not thinking it. What I'm saying is it's not real. It's not true. It's not true. That's a thought. That's a thought that is not true. You're not defeated. But if you, if you feel like you are, you're going to live like you are. So you have to change that and you have to find the source of why you're feeling defeated. And it takes a lot of people and resources to get there. Books, talking to friends, booking a therapy appointment. There's a lot of great teledocs that are available. BetterHelp has an amazing and they're not the sponsor of this podcast, but BetterHelp has an amazing catalog of therapists that can help you. You we all need help to get where we're going. Nobody does it alone. And I want you to know that you're not defeated. The fact that you even had the balls to write this question tells me that you want to not feel this way, and I'm here to tell you that you don't have to feel this way. You have to work to change your mindset, how you live in your day is how you're going to feel, how you do everything how you do one thing is how you do everything, how you think about one thing is how you're going to think about everything. So if you're functioning from this place of defeat, it's going to spiderweb into every aspect of your life and you owe it to yourself because it's possible to evolve and change that perspective that you have. And we've been there. A lot of us have been there. I have moments of defeat. There's another quote that I love that is, I think Dr. Hyman, which is hilarious, on Instagram said it. Now we know my, my credits are terrible. He said, you have to put a boundary around your health that is non-negotiable. And I've done that. I'm not martyring myself. I'm not telling you what works for me is going to work for you, but I have severe ADD that I don't take medication for because I don't like pharmaceuticals. I know they help a lot of people, and there are pharmaceuticals that save lives. I'm not against pharmaceuticals. I don't like them for me. So it takes a certain level of commitment and real compromise to maintain a lifestyle that allows me to succeed And the first thing that works for me is exercising. A majority of our thoughts are excess energy. A lot of our negative thoughts are just excess energy with no place to go. And I always say, you gotta, you gotta burn the beast. That's what I do at the gym. I burn the beast, burn the beast. I I challenge you to feel bad after a workout. Think about how great you feel after sex you're releasing endorphins, you're releasing, um, you know, sweat, you're getting your blood flowing. It's, it's all good stuff. And it's exercise. I'm not saying to have sex in the gym. What I'm saying is movement is key. Exercise is key. Getting some sun is key. Eating as healthy as possible is key. Community sleep. These are things that are going to help you. You might want to write those down too add that to your list of people or things in your life that help you get to where you want to be. I think you maybe want to write down a goal of where you really want to be and then write down all the people who are in your life who help you and keep that goal visible. Sometimes we need to visualize in order to achieve. I have all my goals written on the side of my fridge And I put a check mark on them when I've started to work on them or when I, when I've accomplished them to a point that I feel good about. And it helps me stay motivated and we all need motivation and we all need people to help us. That's a fact of life. And another fact of life is your thoughts don't have to dictate your life. Your thoughts do not have to dictate your life. You get to do that, and you're more than your thoughts. And you learn that in the untethered soul. You're much more than your thoughts. And you owe it to yourself because this life is beautiful. It's magical. There's so much you can accomplish. And it's not to say you're not going to have low days, it ebbs and flows. But the ebbs get much easier when you have some sort of consistency, when you put a non negotiable boundary around your health. And I hope you can do that. And I hope this helped you a little bit. I hope you find some peace within your mind so you're able to see the magic that exists in the world and in life. It's real, and it's all around you, and it's here for you. That's what I learned, and I've talked about it before, is no matter how cheesy you guys think it is, Tony Robbins, life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. You just got to open yourself up to it. Start with some gratitude and exercise. And I wish you the best. I wish all of you the best. Thank you guys so much for w- listening this week. If you want to submit your questions for Dr. Peluso, go to jessimaypeluso.com. Oh, comedy at gmail.com. If you want tickets to see me live, that's jessimecom forward slash tour. And as always, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, and I hope you have a great fucking weekend.